0: Hello and welcome to Letterbox Book Club. My name is Claire and I'm joined by my friend Mackenzie and today we're going to be talking about A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J Maas. Enjoy. Alrighty, so we kick things off. Feyre is back in the spring court with Tamlin um, our boy and things things are looking pretty good, wouldn't you say, Kenzie? Like, they're engaged now. Mm, you know, having a yeah. wedding, wedding to prepare. In terms of
1: yeah, in terms of immediate reaction, it seems to be going quite well apart from, you know, the PTSD.
0: Yeah, a lot of nightmares and even Tamlin's kind of suffering a little bit, but he he's kind of not really, you know, paying much attention to that unfortunately, which is pretty rude considering <laughs> you're about to be engaged to this chick. But yeah. So we're introduced to another character um who is very prominent early on, Ganthi. And yeah, she's mm-hmm. uh um, Anyway, she she's pretty much, you know, bustling about. Helping helping with the, the wedding preparations.
1: She's one of the high priestesses.
0: And that's cool that we get a little bit more like world building early on. Because I always thought it was like up to this point I get confused about what the actual like social hierarchy is. Because yeah, you got your high lords and you got your priestesses, and we've got the other other peoples that are coming towards the end of the book, and it's like ugh, so much.
1: Yeah, I was also so confused as well. Um about all the other courts, but again, like it's a slow build into what they look like and how they function, and we definitely yeah get an eye into some more during this book.
0: So Farah suffering her bit of PTSD, Tamlin is kind of keeping her like within the house and the manor, like he's trying to kind of keep her safe, kind of not allowing her to be in meetings or anything. It's weird. I find this interesting because in the first book she was human who couldn't take on anybody, but she was you know welcome to do whatever she pleased in the court. But now yeah. she's like high Fey. She is has capable of withstanding her own if she put her mind to it. But you know, she's I kinda... think I think
1: Talon is just so scared as well because he know oh well they don't it's not confirmed, but they think that she has the other High Lord's powers. So he's just like, I don't want them to come and kill you, so he's being protective. I'm just playing the devil's advocate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that, but still, it's like, you know, she, if she really put her mind to it, she could have held her own. But it was just it was just weird, because yeah. in, in a human, she was most vulnerable as a human, because, you know, all the fairies and... Lesser fairies or evil entities could have whisked her away or done more harm, but now that she's a high fae, like I feel like she could stand her own. If she, but yeah, and he keeps her kind of locked up, and we see a lot of her PTSD, you know, through her nightmares and stuff. And she doesn't really want to paint anymore, which is quite sad because we we stand one artist, <laughs> <laughs> and like she's all, she's begging like Lucian throughout the entire time to kind of talk to Tamlin. Like she she's not even allowed to go for a, a ride, and, or he doesn't really let her go for a ride.
1: Lucian again has these, like, empty promises just, like, under the mountain when she was dying. And he's like, I would have come to help you. And she's like, dude, I was gonna die. And, like, now he's like, I'll talk to him, Feyre. Like, I'll try to talk to him. It's like, it's not about talking to him. You gotta whip that boy into action.
0: Exactly. Actions speak louder than words. And Lucian mm-hmm. is iffy. He's definitely more of an ally towards Tamlin than obviously Feyre.
1: Lucian just has toxic loyalty.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very bad. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, toxic loyalty. Mm. I love it. And so wedding day approaches. We love that. We love the wedding, you know, a spring court wedding. Who, what could possibly go wrong? I love a
1: spring wedding.
0: <laughs> exactly. What
1: could possibly <laughs> go wrong? So Feyre is literally walking down the aisle and decides, mm. no, well, she doesn't decide, but she knows she's like that she can't marry him. At least not yet. Like, she needs to settle down, get her PTSD in order, like, figure things out, what she wants to do. And she's just screaming mentally for someone to help her. And she looks at Lucian, she's like, Lucian, help me! Like, just in her mind. But Lucian's just like, I don't know what to do. And she just stops, stops halfway down the aisle, pretty much. Tamlin steps towards her. And then who shows up suddenly but our main bat boy, Reasoned? <laughs>
0: Yes, in the midst of her like it's pretty much a very bad panic attack, slash anxiety, yes. slash PTSD. Everything induced into one stressful moment and yeah, she is just wanting someone to come save her. And yeah, our boy Reese came comes to save the day in the name of the bargain. Of the bargain. In book one. So which means she has to be whisked off to the Night Court for a week and Tamlin can do nothing about it.
1: Even though at this point it has been three months yeah. since Under the Mountain Not and he only... hasn't called in his bargain.
0: Yeah, yeah, so he's really given her some space to kind of settle down, which is, which is quite nice if you think about it. You know, very considerate. We respect. He whisks her away to the Night Court and this is where we, we get introduced to the Night Court life. You know, we spent all of Book 1 in Spring Court now we get to spend have a little glimpse of what the night court's all about. Vera is in the night court. She really does not want anything to do with this bargain because she does not like Reese at this point. She
1: is surprised because she was expecting a court like under the mountain, but it's nothing like that. She's in a townhouse.
0: Yeah, she she though yeah, very different to what she expects. And throughout this first week in the Night Court specifically, she learns she gets she she kind of becomes kind of figures out some power stuff. Um Reese is also trying to teach her to like read and write throughout this entire time because he keeps holding the second task the second task against her the entire time
1: very obnoxiously he is teaching her to read and write
0: by like
1: by writing phrases by such as resend like, the best
0: type <laughs> thing you know yeah
1: you know,
0: res to- is the most
1: handsome high lord
0: <laughs> yeah exactly, and yeah, obviously Pharaoh is very apprehensive to do anything about it, but she kind of. What's she to do for for a week? And Except we're sit also... and brood and learn. Yeah, for sure. And we are introduced to more Morgan, which is um Rhysand's cousin. She's pretty cool. I like Morrigan. She She's a pretty nice introduction.
1: She's kind of introduced quickly, and then Rhysand just says, "You know, she's here. If you want to hang out, and Feyre most certainly does not want to hang out at this point."
0: He has somewhat of a friendly face. That's a stranger still. Yeah. But Moore really wants to get to know Pharaoh, which is quite nice, you know, to have that sort of like nice attention. Whereas, like, in the, whereas in the first book, you know, Lucian and Alice, they were all like, Ugh, "Why is this human here?" You know. Whereas Moore is like, yeah. "All right, let's hang out sometime," which is a very let's good, be besties, like, yeah, exactly. Which is a good little contrast. I know they don't meet in this first week, but pretty much throughout the the book, we meet Night Court crew, which I like to dub them as. Um, we meet Cassian. Azriel and Amran, the main Reese's mm-hmm. main inner circle. Yep. And yeah, Cassian and Azriel are what we find later is uh had I say Illyrian.
1: Illyrian, yep.
0: Illyrian warriors. Um who fight, you know, for the night court or at, at Reese's call.
1: Disposal.
0: And Amran is described as a creature that's actually not from Prithian. Which is old as heck. She is, a, she is an old woman. Old lady. <laughs> like 15,000 years, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, at she least. She's not of this world. From a different kind of, like, other world dimension type thing. Which I thought was very mm-hmm. interesting but for a, this type of fantasy type of series. I thought every, mm-hmm. you know... The
1: Night Court crew were not under the mountain for 50 years.
0: No. Nah. Reese. yeah, was kind of, like, the only one. He was, like, that representative. At this first week... We learn that the temple of, I pronounce it like Cesare, because like I feel like it's like an Italian type thing, or ancient Roman. Cesare. 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 Temple Cesare,
1: Temple Cesare, <laughs> whatever. We learn that that's
0: just, that's been kind of ransacked
1: unknowingly. We don't know why. I think this might have been in like the second time she goes, but that's okay.
0: Yep. Oh no, I forgot a very important thing. Tithe.
1: <laughs> so, in the Spring Court, Tamlin calls a tithe, which is where all the citizens of the Spring Court have to come forward and based on what they earn, is it? they have to pay a tax. Pretty much tax season. Um, yes, tax season. I have to come pay tax. Anyway, and so a water wraith comes and she explains to Tamlin that they don't have any money. Like, her and her sisters don't have any money. They can't pay. And Tamlin so graciously... <laughs> says that they have three days to pay. Otherwise, goodbye, I guess. And so the Water Wraith leaves and Feyre runs after her and gives her some jewellery to pay the tithe. And the Water Wraith just says pretty much like, thank you, you've saved us and that like, we won't forget this.
0: This tithe, it, it annoyed me because it really kind of showed Tamlin a bit of who Tamlin is as like a high lord. Cause, you know, he was always described yeah. in the first book as very powerful, in terms of ability, very powerful, and so you wonder what his kind of diplomatic persona is. And it really annoyed me, because one, we, we know that he was kind of against the human slavery, but yet he keeps this kind of obnoxious tax season. It just yeah. didn't really sit right with like, me, I'm like, oh, what are you doing, boy? Powerful overlord stuff. But you know, it was very, it was very nice of Farah to to help the 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 water race because she knew what it was like to kind of be poor and go hungry for that period of time and go hungry. And yeah, very generous. And it's good that um yeah the race acknowledged it and allowed it. They were very like hesitant to accept it. Yeah, and I think Tamlin gave them like three days to kind of acquire three ben days. Taps, yeah, which I feel like is not a long time because like if you can't if I can't pay it now, I'm certainly not, yeah. not gonna be able to pay in three days. What are you talking about?
1: In three days. <laughs> yeah, and
0: it was annoying how, like, all those riches kind of just went to went to Tamlin, essentially. Like, that pays for, you know, his food, his servants, like...
1: Especially when they're all trying to rebuild the exactly. Spring Court.
0: Yeah, after it was terrorised by Amarantha and all that. Yeah, you'd
1: think he'd be a bit more yeah, yeah, why not help them rebuild? Back to the Night court. It's pretty much just mundane this week. Learning to read and write. Reese leaves her alone.
0: She starts kind of tapping into, into some some of her powers. I think while she's over there in the first week, at least momentarily. Like it was kind of mind shielding, which mm. I always, I found it pretty sometimes pretty difficult to kind of understand when I was reading. It must be so hard to describe magic in a book because like you know you can only describe it so well, and like the imagination yeah. just has.
1: I'm also, um, this is sort of relevant, um, I'm re- you know how Reese and Feyre like mind talk to each other um, through their mental shields or whatever. So I'm reading another book at the moment and they mind talk as well, but it's not exclusively ever named. It just has it in like italics. And then at one point, like it's been like someone notices them talking to each other through their minds. And I was like, oh, why couldn't you have just said that? Like,
0: right. Yeah. Like make it establish that like it's not just a, a two person connection, you know. Yeah, and it's not just
1: like talking like, like idly out in their, the world. Their, pho-
0: their tele uh, telepathy uh, phone calls just being hacked, being bugged. Mhm. Mhm. But yeah. No. And then I also thought
1: as well that Tvera and Rizhen could only do that because of um the bargain,
0: which comes to the end of the first week, I believe, of the bargain. So. End of the first week, yes. Pharaoh is returned back to Spring Court unharmed. Tamlin's Unharmed in one piece? Yeah. Tamlin's pissed off because, you know, his bride just got whisked away. Like who would want that at their wedding? Yes.
1: So Farrah just wants to go and rest and change or whatever, but Tamlin insists that she is debriefed right away, like the war general he is.
0: They are gonna tr- they want to try him and Lucian want her to kind of be like the eyes and ears of the Night Court. Like they want to use this bargain to their advantage
1: because they assume that resand is still the big bad.
0: Just kind of like a, a spy network thing. Considering you know the little bit of behavior Tamlin's shown, like you wouldn't want to do it anyway, you know. Yeah, um, but I believe they kind of had like not not a bargain bargain, but kind of like a little deal. Like, all right, I'll tell you so. I'll- keep you in the loop if you do this for me, type of thing. She just wants to She just wants to sort of her, sort herself out, sort her mind out. She's been through some pretty traumatic stuff and like it just doesn't heal in three months, you know? Exactly. Now having all this extra stuff offloaded onto her. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to the night court again for another week? Yeah, see this is
1: why I thought the tithe happens now. Okay. After she comes back. Okay. Because that fills in that space between, because otherwise nothing happens, and then she just goes back.
0: <laughs> back in the Spring Court, Tamlin and Lucien have like a mission, and Tamlin again keeps Farah out of the loop. And she's very yes. frustrated and stressed out because of the whole I'll spy on Reese for you if you kind of let me in, let me help, mm-hmm. be productive. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that, um, and Farah at this point is like begging him, like please just let her. She's
1: on her knees, literally begging.
0: Yet yeah, to kind of let her at least have some sort of freedom within at least the manor or the spring court. But no, Tamlin magically locks the entire manor, and so she's essentially just trapped in there.
1: To everyone, like, no, so it's locked for Feyre, but anyone else can walk in and out. So Feyre explodes into darkness.
0: She is, this is another anxiety, frustrating... PTSD-ridden moment again, like a full-on panic breakdown, whatever you want to describe it. Darkness envelops.
1: She's freaking out and she feels someone pick her up and like cradle her against their chest and Alice just says, just take her.
0: Find out that it was the lovely Moore that kind of rescued her from her domain
1: And we also find out that because Tamlin has wards up around the spring court, you can't like winnow in, so Reese had to winnow more in, and then she had to walk in. So she, they fought to get Feyre out.
0: All. Like she had to knock out the guards humanely, or like in a way that doesn't provoke war solely with the Supreme Court. It, it was weird. It's weird yeah. those political type of barriers. And More saves her, and she's back back in the, in the Night court. court. Pretty sure she got like left alone for a little bit as well. You know, to kind of gather her thoughts.
1: Yeah, and then. I believe this is where Reese asks her if she'll work for him. Or, like, she says, like, I'm going to work for you.
0: Yeah it, yeah, it turns into, like, another thing, like, another spy. Like Reese. Wants well, to yeah, like, this is where
1: they have the family dinner.
0: A little bit of, like, fluff happens and, like, she, Reese takes her to Kenzie's favourite place in the entire book series. Valeris!
1: That was Valeris, the city of starlight. The city of starlight protected from... All harm, always well, not always, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: City of Starlight. When we learn that Reese managed to like use a lot of magic to be able to shield this kind of little pocket away from Amarantha's reign, this is the city of Valerius is still a part of the Night Court, but yeah, it was just kind of hidden from, from view. And that's where Reese we find, well, we learn that Reese keep kept a lot of his citizens and his inner circle, so they were essentially kind of trapped there as well, they couldn't go like in and out or anything.
1: Yes. I'm not sure of the actual semantics of that, but...
0: Reese takes her to the House of Wind as well, which is his kind of private residence? Or was it
1: another... I think it's like a diplomatic...
0: Townhouse and House of Wind. House of Wind is like like a kind of, quote-unquote, family home.
1: Yeah, I think that's like like the diplomatic, like an embassy. Right, yep. So when, like other like courts would come to visit Visit like that's where they would be for all their meetings and stuff because yeah the townhouse is his private re- residence uh,
0: yep yep of course and yeah this is where we officially meet cassie and Azriel and amaran amaran and the night court crew we love them we love their like dancing with each other and when we learn of their backstories everyone such a tragic backstory like my god I know even like <laughs> kind of Tamlin and Lucian and Alice like everybody everybody's just so sad this is Reese's inner circle Maw was the second
1: Maw's the second Maw's
0: second in command followed by um Cassian Amran. Amran then like yeah. Cassian Asriel you can
1: yeah because Cassian and yeah because Asriel is like the spy Master, or whatever Azriel, yeah, Shadow Master, and then um, Cassian is his general.
0: Yeah, yes, yes, that's right, that's right. All these more world building, more titles, more interesting yeah. type of subclasses. Initially, what do you think of Amran, Cassian, and Azriel?
1: Um, I did. I couldn't gouge Asriel, because I just like imagined him as a silent, brooding type. Yeah. Um, Amarin just gave me psycho vibes, <laughs> like ancient, like powerful vibes.
0: She is also described as like, like you don't want her after you for any type of reason. You, yeah. Like resources will yeah. on you if you
1: put a toe yeah. out of line. Loved more, just sarcastic queen. Cassian. Yeah, again, I think like the first time I read, I was just like, oh, they're just like, oh, more characters. Like, and I didn't really think twice about it. But yeah, now that I've read a few times.
0: Yeah, you kind of. And appreciate them a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and especially red silver flames. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: getting that. I'm it. Again, we we learn more of more temples throughout Perithian are being ransacked and priestesses mm-hmm. are being killed. And yep. so Reese decides to try and seek some answers because he has none. And Pharaoh wants to go with him, and he says, Yes, why not come along? Do what Tamlin Do everything that Tamlin didn't do. <laughs>
1: And, yeah, Reese says, like, because I think at first he says, like, pretty much, oh, I prefer you, like, not be involved. But not in, like, a mean way. I think it's in, like, a you-need-to-recover way.
0: Like, yeah, night court, because she's not, like, a part of the night court. Like, she's intended to be a part of spring court. Like, night court business is Reese's business. but
1: like Yeah, and it will look bad if she just shows up with night court stuff. Exactly. But then he explain, explains that she will always have a choice if she wants to go on things or not. Yep.
0: And it would just seem weird as well to having like Tamlin's intended like love kind of prancing about with other people. Yeah, especially like rumors and talk would have already been spread about her being whisked away. Yes, stolen. The reese take Pharaoh to a pretty wicked place in the Night Court called the prison, and he meets uh like a very powerful ancient as well entity called uh, the Bone Carver,
1: who has answers for everything
0: exactly think of like the suri- it's like the night court serial if you will
1: yes for the most part but you I'm pretty sure you have to answer specific questions
0: ah uh, yes and it's it's more of a it's a thought for a thought type of thing like you know to do yeah. street but um and i think he he prefer he given his name is bone carver like you have to gift him with some type of bones or bone and beforehand amryn gives her gives Feyre, like a little like an amulet to borrow that doesn't allow her to be trapped in the prison, which I never really understood kind of why. Like, as in, like, mentally stuck or like physically stuck? Much control. Because remember,
1: they tried to go once. Oh, uh, yeah. And then Fairy couldn't do it because it reminded her of Under the Mountain. Oh, yeah. But then, um, Farah gives the amulet back to Amran, and Amran's like, "Oh, like, thanks." And Farah's like, "What do you mean? Like, you said I can get out without it." And she's like, "It's." Sh-. And um, Amran said that, "Oh, Reese gave it to me. It's just a trinket. Like, yeah, yeah you just it. needed it's something to believe."
0: Yeah, it's like a c- placebo confidence booster. Yeah. But yeah. So they go to the bone carver. The bone carver gives Reese some answers. What we learn. Uh, we didn't mention this character's name in the first book, cause I think, just out of completely forgotten to do so. But there's a... Yeah.
1: It's just also a very confusing
0: Yeah, like story. Exactly. It's a very... It's a huge world. Really complicated. People come and go. Yeah. If you read
1: the books, you'll know.
0: <laughs> yeah. We learn that uh, Durian, who killed Amarantha's sister... Um, which is pretty much why Amarantha went on her rampage in the first book to begin with, that he has been reborn by a magical artifact called the cauldron, which we also learn that the King of Highburn is collecting the magical pieces for.
1: Yeah, because there's three pieces and they were hidden in the temples and then that's why the temples have been ransacked.
0: And the priestess is killed, yes. And we learn that the final type of object to hinder this cauldron is uh, this thing called the Book of Breathings. Which is
1: also in pieces.
0: Yeah, which is, they they really love, you know, breaking things and scattering them across. Yes, it's in two pieces. We learn that the mortal queens of the human realm have a half, and we learn that the Summer Court has the other half. So we're having another an introduction to like another aspect of Prithion with the summer court. So like the middle most majority of the middle part of the book is just to is just trying to acquire, you know, the Book of Breathings. They begin writing to the Mortal Queens and kind of trying to, you know, get a meeting in with them in order to try and persuade them to hand over their half of the uh, Book of Breathings. So Pharaoh returns home and we find Nestor and Elaine kind of chilling about and they want them to help to kind of be like the human emissaries to the mortal queens. Because now that Pharaoh yeah. is High Faye, the humans kind of hate her inherently.
1: Yes, and Nesta is Nesta and is not that thrilled about it,
0: of course. No, she just wants to live her life. Elaine's just Elaine. We learn that Elaine is engaged.
1: Engaged to the son of a lord who hates Fae.
0: Yes, so this makes this whole oh, that's like... Perfect journey a little bit more ambitious.
1: They just basically ask uh, Nesta and Elaine to send a letter off to the queens that just explain what's going on and that they want to meet.
0: Because the threat of Highburn invading Prithian and the mortal lands in particular is on the rise and is a very serious, threatening matter. matter.
1: Yes. So... Um, then, like, the Night Court crew go back to the Night Court and figure out their next moves, which are to go to the Summer Court.
0: Yeah, we get to suss out the Summer Court. How fun is this going to be? Actually, one, during one of the weeks, early weeks, in the Night Court, Pharah is sent by Rhys to retrieve an artifact that's hidden uh, yeah. from the Weaver, which is a, another yeah. powerful ancient entity just to kind of test Farrah's powers into finding objects. They wanted,
1: yeah, the cauldron made. Yes, because she is made herself and light calls to life.
0: Yes, and so Reese is trying to test her to kind of see if she can locate these these artifacts. Um, and she succeeds, much to the Weaver's um frustration, and she pretty much like almost destroyed the place. Yeah, she burnt it. She like yeah, she did a quite the number, quite the renovation on it. Yes. <laughs> But we later learn that what we sent her to find didn't actually matter. But either way, it's a test is a test.
1: It was about a trinket.
0: So they, yeah, they go to Summer Court. We meet Lord Tarquin. How do I pronounce it? Tarquin. He's kind of like surprised by the visit, you know, he's kind of.
1: And he's new, he's young to it. He doesn't really know what to think or expect of the meeting. And he's cautious as well because of um the fact that, yeah, Faye Ray is still the Stolen Bride.
0: Basically, yeah, Night Court get like an introduction to the Summer Court by Tarquin themselves. Um, Feyre's mission is to kind of get a little bit close to Tarquin to try and like use
1: Just see if you'll hand it over
0: yeah exactly and what I've learned is that like every High Lord and everything just like they all want to like flirt with her and everything everything is very like sensual every kind yes. of yes
1: like... also at this point as well like Feyre and Risen's relationship is kind of like fun and flirty like we don't really know which way it's gonna go and, but then um Pharaoh is flirting with Haakun and she smiles at him and then Risen just leaves pretty much with the prince yeah with the print. Princess, And then the next morning as well, after that night, that Rhysan and the princess allegedly spend the night together, Feyre doesn't want to go to breakfast, she doesn't want to see him, so it's a bit hard to, like, kind of gauge what's happening.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's, it's like when two people kind of seemingly like each other, but don't want to acknowledge it, so then they try and go off with other people, but, like, even that in itself... Annoys each other.
1: Yeah, and when everyone sort of knows, but they know. And then pharaoh also says to Tarquin that like it would be easy to love him.
0: He's just been so gracious, been so nice.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So they go. I don't know, like on a tour of Adriada, which is the summer court city. Um, and pharaoh like notices an old, like, rundown temple thing, and that's where the book is. Yeah, Amran go on this sort of like night adventure. Reese knocks out the guards, and he said that he shouldn't have. Oh, he—I don't think he kills them, but he says he should have like tried to knock them out like a bit more covertly. Yeah, covertly. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, but they grab. So Feyre grabs the book out of the um temple. And it tra- kind of traps them like the door shut, it starts rising with water. We think they're going to die. Holy crap. Claustrophobic, panic, PTSD. Yeah. Again,
0: everything and so on.
1: Everything. Yeah. And then some water rates save them. And then they pretty much just say like their debt is now even like their debt is paid. They She saved them by giving their sister the, the jewelry and she saved, they saved her. This
0: moment, I was like, because I was reading this section, and I was like, how are they gonna get out of this one? You know, I didn't even think about. I the thought water they were gonna race. die. I thought like the water race was kind of like the first um mercenary in the first book. Like, well, oh, this is a good deed. A nice thing happened. We won't see it again. Yeah,
1: I thought it was just like to reinforce like what a nice person Feyre is and stuff.
0: Yeah, but not nah. like I was. I was genuinely, like, gobsmacked. I, like, my mouth was open. I was like, whoa, that was so yeah, cool. Yeah, same. But, yeah, the water race. I remember I messaged you, the water race are the real MVPs. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, yeah, Amran and Fera, yeah, ultimately steals the book um and then they go back to the night court like ASap,
1: yeah, they run and then they receive three blood rubies with recent Amran and Fera's name on them, which pretty much means you come in the summer court, you die
0: yeah, it's pretty much like a bounty on them, which is a cool concept, yeah, a blood ruby, yeah Amran likes yeah. to kind of like play around with hers like because she likes jewels and stuff and like it's just yeah. It would be very frustrating to know that, like, you don't really hold, like, like she just doesn't really care about it. Like, she's not threatened by it at all. Yeah. But yes, and we learn that the book, that the first half of the book, um, Amran is in Amran's language, and she can kind of try her best to decode it and, like, study it and see what's up.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm just trying to work out the timeline. So first they go back, they hear from the Queen's. And then they go back, they travel with them, and they tell them what's going to happen. Like, Kurt Highburn wants to break the wall, <clears throat> and they don't really... And they say they need the book, and the queens don't want to give them the book. But then Morrigan shares with them what will happen if Highburn breaks a rule and invades. Um, and they agree to think about handing the book over, but they need to see proof that Wraithand is not the monster that he's rumoured to be. Um and as proof of this, Reese decide decides to show them Bol- Volaris, but he will not let them in, but they need the orb to show them.
0: So this is where they go to the no- Court of Nightmares. Yeah. Which is... So this is where, Yeah, they go...
1: To- and then they come back from the Court of Nightmares. And then this is where Reese is flying and he's attacked by ash arrows from the ground.
0: Mm-hmm. But he, this is where he finds out he's being tracked. Using yeah. his, by using his magic.
1: Yeah. And also, Feyre learned that Tamlin's family is the one that killed Risen's mother and sister.
0: Very, yeah, Again, very tragic. So now we know why they're so uneasy with each other and very aggressive towards each other.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so I figured it out. So then they go to um, an Illyrian war camp. Um, and, like, this is where they're I everything. And so Feyre is out in the, like, forest around it training and Lucien finds her and some others, and then um, Lucien tries to convince her to come back to Tamlin, and she refuses, and she sort of like shape shifts in front of them and shows that she has wings um, even though she doesn't but it's just to scare them off and then Reese and Feyre decide to stay away for the night and then this is where like you know the classic like two people one bed scenario and then Feyre kind of just like gives in and is like oh like I need this like I just need a bit of fun like we'll just like use each other for fun or whatever and they get a bit saucy and then the next day uh, they're flying back and Reese is attacked again with ash arrows and he can't fly and he's really injured and he's dying pretty much oh yes that's right and reese is captured and they put like the iron things on him but anyway but fae saves the day
0: she saves the day because in a moment of panic she finds our friendly neighborhood cereal
1: yes she's like i need the info to save reese
0: she doesn't know how she's lost all hope in trying to save him because ash arrows it really weakens weakens the like high fae but like he is on the brink and so yeah, she captures the cereal again, which is impressive. You know, two from two. And two for two. <laughs> yeah, and the cereal pretty much tells Farah how to heal him, giving uh, him her a bit of her blood. Yes, which is pretty but gross.
1: The cereal says to save your mate, and this is where my mind was like, yes, like of course they are. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, it's the whole like their relationship has set up to being like like that love triangle, like Tamlin, Reese. Um, you know what destroys ships? Cannon. It is Cannon that Reese and
1: Farah
0: are, are mates. And so she's kind of like bewildered by that. She's like, huh, what? But she goes back to, yeah, to Reese, saves him.
1: But she asks the serial if Reese knew. And the serial reveals that yes, Reese did know that they were mates.
0: So she's kind of a little bit peeved that, you know, again, she's yeah. kind of like the last to know. This is kind of the theme of the book, you know, being the last to know everything.
1: Yeah. So she heals him just like enough to get him back to the war camp and they. she pretty much just drags him back and then leaves him in the mud and tells Moore to just take her far away because <laughs> she's pissed. Moore takes her to a cabin in the woods, if you will, <laughs> but it's a nice cabin in the woods and Moore just reveals that like this is just another cabin that's... Um, magic fired like no one can get in pretty much and the cabin will provide whatever you want and so Feyre is there for a week and she finally decides to paint again and she paints the whole cabin she paints just like really weird the way it's described but she paints like the eyes of Amarin and Cassian and Asriel and more and Reese, and she just paints and paints and paints and Moore comes up to visit her at one point and like just says, you know, like everything's okay, but you gotta like let Reese in pretty much whatever. And then she leaves again and then Feyre thinks it's Moore coming back. There's banging on the door, but she opens the door and it's Reese.
0: They pretty much just reconcile.
1: They reconcile, so uh, Fayra heats him up some soup. Good soup. Good soup. <laughs> and then they uh consummate their mating bond.
0: Yes. And he tells her his whole story about how he knew, when he knew. It really does tie back to the... um to the first book just that the whole revelation it was just like whoa it all makes sense yeah have a bit of patience
1: yeah and when like the first time he saw her at like the fire night and he said like there you are i've been looking for you yeah like it wasn't just a throwaway line to get the bad Fay or fairer
0: it wasn't like a creepy type of thing it was yeah and he'd
1: been getting visions of like the paintings that she was drawing on the like drawers at her house when she was human
0: known for a very long time And the fact, it kind of killed him that he waited that three months, you know, before even claiming the first week of the bargain, like, he really gave her time and the chance to kind of choose because we learn eventually that, like, you can reject, like, a mating bond and he's just giving her Mm. all the choice in the world to kind of figure herself out prior to this moment, like. Because it's easy. I'm like someone else that we know who seems to be entitled to their mates. when we find that out.
1: <laughs> yes. And then they go back to the night court and everyone's pretty much happy because everyone knew.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone was just trying not to tell it. Yeah.
1: Or at least had a um, feeling. Yeah. So then it comes time Amrin has figured out
0: the book. Um, I think they finally hear back from the queen and they show them uh, Valerius because they have the orb now. Oh, yeah. 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 And the, the queens uh, still refuse to give them the book. So they- oh, yeah, they
1: leave. The queens leave, but one queen has snuck the book away and left it for them.
0: Yes, yes. And Cassian seems to kind of suddenly, throughout this entire process, kind of um, wants to protect Farrah's, like, sisters. So he...
1: Yeah, he vows to protect them. So Amarun finally decodes the book, but there's an attack on Valaris from Highburn.
0: Yeah, I hated um, that. I hated that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, no. which which ultimately means that the queens have sold them out. Um, But it's very quick and fair. It's just a demonstration, I think, just a fast way to demonstrate the wrath of Feyre's power she holds off many creatures. And she kills it at all.
0: Yeah, very yeah, and a show of strength for, like, the inner circle as well because everyone kind of went, went in to save them. Yeah, um, so they
1: decide now is the time to act. They need to sneak into Highburn and nullify the cauldron. So Feyre has to, like, touch it and, like, speak language or whatever. Um, but things go wrong.
0: Of course. <laughs> Which, of course, no one, they no do. No one can ever have a perfect plan.
1: Yeah. And the group is captured by big reveal Durian, who has been remade.
0: The Carver say that, but yes, it was weird to yes. know that, yeah, Durian was the one to actually capture them. Because Jurian
1: is human. This is where we meet the King of Highburn for the first time. So the King holds like their magic and they can't do anything. And he threatens to kill Azriel Like Azreal's wings, I think, are shredded apart. Cassians.
0: They he used Azriel as kind of like the the kind of stress ball. Like, oh, if you hurt oh, me, no. he's the pin. Oh Asriel's yeah, no, pin- I remember mission. what happened. they have one toe out of line, Asriel is done for. Which how dare they hurt our boy? You know, yeah. he just he just wants to do his work and be a good guy.
1: So they yeah of, like raw into another room. And Lucian's there, yeah. Tamlin's there, and Feyre's sisters have been captured as well. So Tamlin has sold them out.
0: Sold them out to the to the King of Highburn. He has pledged kind of his allegiance to them in order for the Spring Court safety and also mm-hmm. to bring Pharaoh back. The mortal queens, and we learn yep. that. Iante, Iante is the one who threw Pharaoh's sisters under the bus and
1: to kind of use them as collateral. So the queens ultimately sold them out because the queens want to become immortal. And the king basically says, okay, like, you can go into the cauldron and that will make you mortal, uh, immortal. They're hesitant. So instead he throws in pharaoh's sisters.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was rough. Like I was not expecting any of that to happen. Like, I always... When I mm. first heard of her sisters introduced in the first book I thought oh they're going to be
1: human forever
0: you know like they're going to have that yeah. human involvement but yeah that uh took a
1: took a turn took a big turn like I was like whoa the whole time edge of my seat like what is happening here so elaine is thrown in first yes yeah elaine's thrown in first comes out lucian announces that elaine is his mate which is <laughs> great timing Nesta is thrown in, but Nesta, like, points at the king, like, death stare, pretty much, like, says, like, I'll get you back for this, and is thrown in. Down under she goes. Um. So then at this point, Tamlin, like, asks the king to break the bond between Feyre and Rhysand.
0: That was another part of their kind
1: of deal. Yeah, their deal. Get Feyre back. And Feyre is like, speaking to Rhysand through her mind, like, being like, it's okay, like, just get my sisters out. And, but Rhys isn't responding, so... <laughs> Yeah. We don't know what's going on. So basically, um the king breaks their bond and then Pharaoh, we learn but is pretending and she comes out and is all like, oh my gosh, like pretty much just pretends Resan like stole her uh
0: had her like under a spell type of thing. Like she use she puts her on a little performance explosion type thing. Yeah. <laughs> black light and then she poses oh it's um oh i've been under a spell Oh, tamlin you've saved me blah 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 yeah
1: and they pull off like her right glove or whatever and there's no tattoo anymore so tamlin believes that this is over the bond is broken the bond is broken and then they go back to the spring court but then and then retan reveals that if they had taken off her other glove they would have on her other arm they would have found a matching tattoo because the night before they went to a
0: yeah, we learned that was yeah kind of like like off screen moment. We learned that they um, that the mating bond was verified by a priestess, and they were essentially yeah ducted as like the high lady. Yeah,
1: so now she is a spy
0: again, which is brings us back to the beginning of the book where she was asked to be a spy to begin with. Yes, this is an intense book. So much happened. So much yeah. world building. So much to talk yeah. about.
1: So this is still, I think, my favourite. Of the whole series at the moment because there's still another book coming. Um, I just think, yeah, it's so it's done so well. Like there's so much that happens, so much world building, and then all like the revelations of what's what's happening. It's just brilliant writing.
0: Followed the similar structure as I like to describe it as the first book. Like you have your first little bit of like conflict, and then you have your main part of the book was all fluff and adventuring, and then you get your last hundred pages. Yeah. Full of action and twists and turns and.
1: And when I was reading about like the bond being broken, I just I believed it. I was like, what the hell? Like, like she went through all that just to get a mate for it to be ripped away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. But how else are you gonna string us along? Yeah. Yeah, and it leaves us, you know, in the third leaves us options for the third book which is pretty much because the cauldron hasn't been destroyed like it and highburn's still at
1: large now yeah
0: she she failed to to kind of immobilize it and highburn is yeah after perithian tamlin is happy because he got pharaoh back lucian doesn't buy it for a second he's
1: suspicious yeah is it unlike the end of this where they're going back to the spring court and like lucian looks at her funny yeah yeah
0: and then yeah lucian found his mate and Il- elaine which is Kind of weird how she had to be kind of hyphae in order for that to click. Or was it really the first time he saw her? The
1: first time he saw her, I think.
0: Okay. So if she in. say hypothetically if she never went into the cauldron and he saw her, would they still be mates?
1: Maybe, but I think it would be easier to reject it if she was human.
0: As a human she'd die like a lot sooner. Yeah. Just thinking about that now, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I really yeah, I really like the book overall. I just love like, you know, she we we, you know, you root for the spring court in the first book and then Sarah J. Maas just flips it on its head, it's like nah. You're Everything's not, you're taken gotta, you're, you, away, you, you, I know. You, you're gonna love the night court instead. We're gonna love the Bat Boys. We're gonna love more. You're gonna love Cameron. Yeah. Although you'd re- you don't remember, like
1: Cameron. <laughs> I just remember on Book Talk, like it was all about like recent and stuff, and then I was reading the first book. And I was like, "Who is this guy? Like, when is he coming into it?" And then he came into it. I'm like, "Well, I hate you. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're an obnoxious yeah. prick." And then this book, and I was like, "Whoa, okay."
0: <laughs> yeah, book talk has a real hold on us right now. Everything. Yes. Think so many funny things, but yeah, that was that was us talking, having a chit chat about Akamath. Akamath. I love the acronym. I just love the acronyms as well, except ec- except for <laughs> and...
1: Uh, and frost and style Oh, acafas. It's okay. Yeah, silver flames. I couldn't have been silver and flames.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it a warning sign to come? It's not a cool acronym. Who knows? Mm, I'm scared. But yeah, I'm sure we've missed a few things. But like, we're j- there's just so much to talk about. Like, you can't have every yeah. single like detail.
1: And I've seen some people do podcasts of like chapter to like chapter one and chapter two, and yeah. I was like, that's, that's too much content. That, that's, but that's, yeah,
0: that's, that's too analytical. We're just like These, This moment was cool. This moment, we realised this happened. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, catch us Thanks next time on when we uh, have a chit chat about Akawar, War, a court of war and ruin.